2: Modeling, pathos, and isolation As I trespass that eternal street In my heart burns a thirst That the stars and streetlights can never quench Am I walking a path that we all must travel in our own unique and distinct ways? Or am I but a doomed spirit destined to repeat forevermore this walk of solitude?
1: is such a great song and that is a song called lonely street of love that um our guest today tony mann uh produced along with phil gamage and um that was a single that he just recently finished and i just really i just really love the feeling of that song it has such a I don't even want to say this, but it had a real reminiscence of so many different um, people. Um, but it's his own sound, and it's really cool. And I know um, he's probably been compared to Elvis and, you know, other people, but he's got that vibrato and just such a great, great sound. And um, that must have been really fun with for Tony to... Uh, Do as a project So today our special guest is Tony Mann Mm -hmm. Who is a producer, drummer Filmmaker and so much more And uh, I have my Special co-host with me Spencer Drake, in New York Um, We're going to be Talking about what Tony's doing And then Bill's Going to be calling in so we can uh, Ask him some questions About that awesome I received the CD, and I'm going to tell you the songs on it are just awesome. So with that, let me bring everyone into the studio. And I wanted to let everyone know also, if you'd like to call in, the number is um, 347-677-1036. And uh, I wanted to also announce that the show will be available on iTunes afterwards. And also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. And with that, Tony, oh my God, that song is just so cool. Really good. Hi, thanks so <laughs> thanks so
0: much, you guys. Uh yeah, I really yeah. I really enjoy what we came that up was with fun. too and uh thank you. Um it even sounded good coming through the phone here waiting, so that's that's nice.
3: Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh the thing right. is I uh I I produced Phil's last album, Phil Gamage is actually how I pronounce his last name.
4: I'm and I've I known, I've known, okay. that's
0: okay. It's all right. I've known Phil from, um, the band certain general. And, uh, mm-hmm. he's been around the, around the New York scene for quite some time. He's actually from, uh, Texas originally, but, um, he's been here uh, for a number of years playing, uh, with a number of different bands. I know him from certain general, like I said, I, uh, I helped Stephen Blush, the author, write a book called New York Rock about the history of New York rock music and people involved Mm -hmm. Um, since the days of the Velvet Underground up till the end of CBGBs. It covered all that ground. Mm -hmm. It was on St. Martin's Press. So we had a number of events, book events, and they weren't just like a book signing. We also had an art show. We had a public library slideshow. We had – one of the things we had was at Bowery Electric, we had a concert called – and it featured all the bands from uh, from New York Rock. So this included Certain General. This included um, David Peel. This included Jesse Mallon and a number of other bands. Buddy Bowser. We had a whole night of entertainment. Certain General was one of the bands on the bill. I'd seen them many times, but they performed at this event. And I started to get a friendship with Phil. And at one point he asked me to produce his album, the album was recorded here in New York and it was, it's called, it's all real good. Um, I'm really happy with how the album came out and uh, you guys have, you guys heard it and uh, he wanted to do something a little more, a little more intimate. Um, You know, sometimes he goes and plays a solo show or with a duo or with whatever lineups, but he wanted something he could maybe actually go perform by himself as well. So we kind of made it bare bones and really happy with the results. So he's made a number of videos for these uh, songs on the album. You could, you know, see on, Uh uh, on YouTube. Fantastic. And and, um, during this shutdown, we were talking and he's talking about maybe doing his next album, even more stripped down. And I said, Hey, do you have any um, songs that, you know, you have lying around some recordings and we could maybe work something and put out something new. And uh, he had done a number of versions of, Lonely Street of Love. He never released it. So he um, sent me the demos of them. And uh, Roger Stoltz, who is a drummer and the engineer on one of these versions, sent me the files. And I really worked the song into something totally different. And um, mm-hmm. he's happy with it. And he made a video. And he, you hear the end result. And, uh, yeah, he can. people have compared him to Roy Orbison or all kinds of people. And uh, he has great roots in what he does. And he, the great thing is, Mm. yeah, Yeah. he has a great voice, and he has, um, he has a great voice, and he has, he's a very good songwriter. So, Mm. um, a lot Mm -hmm. of people have a cool sound or image, but you don't walk away humming a tune. Well, a lot of his songs really stick with me. uh, Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah, they
0: they stick in your head. So when when he originally asked me to produce his album, I said, well, okay, um, if I'm going to produce the album. Uh, if I give you some suggestions, you got to at least take it to heart or else why am I doing this? So I was there during I had the demos and I heard and I know how he sounds live. And um, I went to all the sessions and I helped involve some of the people in the sessions, uh, including Kenny Margolis, who is a very talented accordion player. He plays for Cracker. He plays for Mink DeVille and a number of other people. Very talented. So He was involved mm-hmm. in, one of the, in one of the couple of the songs that so came out great. We recorded it at 30 Below here in Manhattan, and Brent McLaughlin was the engineer. He he got great sounds. It's under road music, not too far from Madison Square Garden. So I just rode my bicycle over there every time, and I was there at all the sessions. I ended up mixing the album, and um, I'm happy that it came out like an album and not a demo. So that's kind of what we were striving for. Um, A lot of music today, I think, is really homogenized. Everything's in perfect pitch and perfect time, but you don't feel any emotion from it. And we were just going mm-hmm. for something that maybe you could connect with when you hear it in some level. And I think we achieved that. So, you know, and with with this um, Lonely Street of Love, I think it's great we were able to work in some capacity during this um, lockdown and quarantine and, and get something yep. show for it and uh, created something where we had nothing before. So it's r- really cool. And uh, I like beautiful. working with Phil.
1: Thank you. Yeah, Thank it's beautiful. You. Yeah, it's really good. So get the sa- Who played saxophone on that? They wailed on that. That's really, it was <laughs> oh. really good.
0: Yeah, you know what happened with that is that, um, okay, so Phil, um, Phil gave me all the files and Roger Stoltz gave me everything I needed to work with. And, uh, you know, uh, I replaced, we replaced the bass and drums, the rhythm section here. Laura Sativa played bass on it. Um, she's been in Mongrel Bitch, Cocktailica, we played together in She-Wolves, she plays now in No Valentine, and she plays... What's that? <laughs> so, uh, in another band called Soul Cake. So we um, we were able to replace the whole rhythm section. I actually played drums on that. So wow. the thing is... That, um, oh,
1: cool. Uh, the yeah. rest
0: of the session, Roger recorded. So what I did is I cut the whole thing up, I made a new arrangement and kind of made it flow and sound like it just happened today.
4: That's that's good. That's
0: that's kind of the story behind that is that, um, uh, Phil, Phil had another band at one point and this is who played, this is who played on the, on the rest of the track. So, um, I think that one of the things that people have to realize is that, you know, uh, especially in New York, it's been nuts and we haven't been able to see each other and, uh, this is the way we could kind of communicate and stay in touch uh through this through this music and yeah. um it's, yeah. it's uh the original version of the song actually had um the original version of the song actually had a um 1 minute sax solo the sax on it is beautiful wow. but um it's, but uh yeah. what happened is um uh this was not. This is more like an album cut, and we wanted it to be kind of like a single. Like right. I may make the whole sax solo into a whole other song because it's such a beautiful, it's beautiful. Yeah. Piece. It is
1: a beautiful and, piece. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And
0: everybody that plays with these guys is like really top-notch people, and I really have a good mm-hmm. time working with him. His songs are good, and I I just try to I know his sound. I don't try to make it sound like what it's not, and right. Um, right. just important. going for that It's a song, and people can remember it. I guess that's the main point of, of when I work with an artist, I try not to put, you know, too much of my fingerprints on it or get in the way. I'm trying to just understand what, they what, they their, what they're so, going for, and right. then I can yeah. I can right. go for it, you know.
1: So who was it that actually played saxophone? Who was the sax player?
0: Oh, right, yeah. Hold on here. Hold on a hold on second. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to tell you the whole lineup. I just lineup wanted to left. know
1: because they were I'm, excellent.
0: Yeah, they are excellent I'm, I'm going to go through the whole lineup of the rundown of who Roger Stoltz was the original drummer And Roger Stoltz recorded it I'm the drummer, okay. you hear on it Yeah um, Laura Sativa is the bass player of it And um I have to get Phil up here to get the rest of the, the band involved uh, who, Yeah, well when Phil
1: calls it. in we'll talk about it then Okay no big yeah. Deal. I just wanted to know who that was cuz it really stands out. It really makes the song special. It, it in the beginning it sound it, it has a whole different feeling and then when the saxophone comes in, it changes the whole feeling of the song and and then it goes back to you know how it originally sound and it it really has a really unique um you know uh it's just a unique song so i really like it it yeah, is let, a, let, me, you know, let,
3: what, let me mention something I, I,
1: sure sure go ahead
3: hold go on ahead, ahead. Well, i i wanted to i just have the the album in front of me uh to help you out um i have the credits uh produced by tony Mann phil gamage voice guitar harmonica kenny margolis accordion tony man percussion david fleming harmonica michelle butler voice I just when I get that. Right,
0: into. but that's on the album. See, Lonely Street right. of Love is something they we did redid it, af- it after the album. Oh, I see. I'm sorry. I already didn't realize that. Yeah. Right, and yeah. what happened is... That's why is, we're what trying happened. to
1: find out who it is that plays Yeah, exactly.
0: The right. Saxophone. right, right. So, right. right. So,
1: when, so when Phil comes on, we'll ask him. But meanwhile, I know um, Spencer has some stuff to talk to you about. Yeah, let me just, just get oh, it okay. in
3: because Phil may be calling in a minute. So, uh, Tony, there's there was two things. One is I know you did, you uh, partnered with uh, Stephen Blush in some interviews. I appeared at a couple of live ones, and then you...
1: Right. Yes. Are you there? Hello? I think we lost Spencer.
0: Oh. Um, Spencer? Okay, well, I'll just I'll just pick that up. Um The Art of the Interview are some live interviews I did with uh, the author and filmmaker Stephen Blush. We were originally doing them at the old... uh brownies in the East Village, which is now called Lola, that we moved now to Phil's Niagara. Now Phil's calling in. <laughs>
4: okay, great.
1: Hold on. Let me bring Phil in. I don't know where Spencer went. Maybe his phone died. Hold on Hello? a second. Phil, is that Phil? Hey, Phil.
5: Yeah. Hey, how are you? Hey.
1: Welcome hey, to the show. We're waiting. Yeah, we have, thank you. We, Tony's here. I'm here. Holly and... um, we're waiting for Spencer to call back in. Okay, Spencer, he his phone probably died or something. Spencer, I'm here. are you there? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Phil's on, but Lester's thought and, and and what Tony was answering to your question. Go ahead, Tony, finish your question. Your answer. Oh, okay. So uh, we've thing.
0: done a lot of uh, we did a lot of live versions of The Art of the Interview where we had guests like HR Uh, Bob Gruen, Dennis Dunaway of Alice Cooper, uh, Kemba Fowler of voluptuous Horror of Karen Black, a number of important artists. And um, we had a long-form interview with them uh, in person at the venue, and we also filmed it for a a, uh, TV show, which is yet to be released. But uh, right now we have the Art of the Interview podcast series, which is available on a number of platforms like uh, Apple Music, Stitcher, Podbean, And some others. and uh, so you can hear Mm -hmm. some of those interviews we've been releasing, which the art of the interview is also those live interviews we did recently, and then Rock History One Hundred and One from the Vaults, which is Stephen Blush's archive of tapes he's done over the years, interviews he's done with people over the years, from everyone Mm -hmm. from David Bowie to uh, Robert Plant, and you know everyone in between. Great, Um, yeah, yeah. So then we also have a show called The Leaf, which deals with. uh, uh marijuana, the podcast about marijuana, and then uh so we've have those three under the heading of Art of the interview cool so the most recent cool. interviews, mm-hmm. devolved and The leak so you can find those on uh on my page or Stephen blush's page, and uh the Art of the interview is available on a lot of platforms. you can hear it.
4: Cool. about 10,
0: ten episodes out so far. We just keep putting yep. them out next one's gonna be degeneration a vintage interview and oh, degeneration cool. that's yeah.
3: great.
1: So Phil, we yeah. opened up with your song Lonely Street of Love and uh I fell in love with it and was asking about the saxophone player on it.
5: Uh sure, I can tell you uh, that's uh Dave Mullen. Long time oh, nice. okay. friend of mine. Uh he lives in New Jersey and uh I was very fortunate to have him on the track. He had so much. And he's he's just a, a great player. That's that's what he does. He just it's he a
1: beautiful piece, work. yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah was,
1: song, was, it really, really did, and I love I was telling them or, um, the original, voice. the original version yeah. had a
0: had a long, almost one minute, beautiful sax solo from him that was really hard to edit out because it's it's a song in itself and should should probably wow, be made yeah. into in itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tried to take some beautiful parts of it and comp them into the song where it fit to make it catchy. And uh, everything we do, we just try to make people keep listening to the song,
5: basically yeah I, really I think we should do yeah, another no. Tony. I, I think we should do another mix tony yeah maybe not just mix. the maybe just the talking part, you know i
1: phil I wanted to ask you do, would you mind yeah. reciting what you Because that is really it was really cool
5: oh uh, okay all right yeah i
1: uh <laughs> i want to hear it let's
5: see if i yeah, hold on, man. Let me see. Uh not exactly uh, prepared for that, but, but perhaps uh, I can... Well, um me,
1: you know what? With me, Spencer knows anything goes. I'm like, I have right people to sing on the air. I mean, um, yeah. I've said, oh, hey, you got a go guitar there? Hey, hey yeah, I'd love it. to okay. hear that. Spoken. All right, yeah. here we go.
5: Here we go. I'll, I'll recite it like it's a spoken word piece. Okay. Nothing can describe my maudlin pathos and isolation as I trespass that eternal street. In my heart burns a thirst that the stars and streetlights can never quench. Am I walking a path that we all must travel in our own unique and distinct ways? Or am I but a doomed spirit destined to repeat forevermore this walk of
4: solitude.
1: Wow. <laughs> <Amazing>. <laughs> very
3: cool. I love that. I love it's like, that. It's classic. That is really great.
1: I actually am going to like um maybe um play it little by little and write it down and, and um put it on post my it. in my book. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think it's very no, poignant and it kinda of speaks it. to these speaks to these times of solitude as well. So Basically the original version of the song was kind of exciting uh-huh. and almost had a Latin feel and kind of a little bit yeah, rockish.
1: And we, yeah.
0: we we no, but the original version that you haven't heard. And uh so in the in the in the final version that, that you know, we kind of decided uh-huh. like, you know, it doesn't sound that lonely, It's lonely street of love. So we kind of did a few things to enhance that and uh certainly that speech is uh adds to it, for sure.
1: Oh Perfect. yeah, no. It's very Jim Morrison to me. It's just so cool. Great. I love it. It's poetic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it poetic. Is. And you great. know what? He you do you do sing in Spanish there for a little bit. Well that's well, a big job. Uh,
5: yeah. Yeah, I wrote I wrote that in Spanish. Uh yeah. I love I it. I had a uh That'd another vocalist who is a, a Spanish speaker, a native Spanish speaker
1: uh-huh. sing that
5: short section.
1: What so that's, that's actually not me. To? What does it translate to? Oh,
5: mi corazón solo en la calle del amor. Okay. Uh, my, my my heart, love? my uh-huh. heart in the lonely street of love, or something like that. Um, oh wow! Yeah mi, mi, yeah, mi corazón, my heart. Mi cor- it's a great yeah, international yeah. flavor. Yeah,
0: it's
4: cool. And like Tony
5: said, it it, it kind of the song really has a history. It really Evolved over time. I never gave up on mm-hmm. it. Um, Good. Never gave up on it. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, I never I never was um, 100% pleased with with what it had turned into before. And Tony really pulled a rabbit out of a hat. He I
1: dialed mean, it out, man.
5: He Under drumming. some adverse conditions. <laughs> we, we did most of this work in uh, late March. Early April, when
1: um, oh, New York wow. was under That's siege pandemic. with with yeah. the lockdown
5: and everything, so yeah, was uh, yeah it was really a miracle. I was I was healing
0: from a broken rib at the time as well, so I wasn't sleeping much. So it was Are just to have kidding? something to focus on and something to do. I wish <laughs> I how was kidding, but uh, rib, Tony. Tony, um, how had,
1: did you break your rib, Tony? Tony, tell the story. How did you break your rib? It's not
0: too great. I just uh, nothing amazing. I fell down a flight of stairs.
1: Anyway. No,
0: that's dramatic. It is. Holly, can I come in
1: here? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm
3: happy that I
1: am. Hello?
3: Hello?
1: No. I I just wanted to come in
3: here on – can I come in here on something? Um, It's what Phil was talking about, which is very important. I I find – and I've been – you know, you guys know I've been in the music business for years. It's very hard – for a musician mm-hmm. to link with a producer, it's the most difficult thing many many musicians think that they pick a producer with a name or something, and it never works out. I thought it's really good that you guys got together and really blended together in what you wanted to do. That's all I wanted to say
0: well, it's very astute of you to observe, man you're actually right on the yeah line. No,
3: that's cool uh,
0: yeah. and all the yeah. time, Spencer, I learned somebody more amazing that you who <laughs> work with, and I'm kind of uh, Blown away by some of the people you've worked with, so I appreciate that comment. And I feel that too. And I like to work with Phil. We're able to work together, go back yeah. and forth on things, kind of focus and get a result. And uh, he he comes with the goods. He has a good voice. He has a great voice. He has good songs, and we just try to represent that and make the best of it. And it, it, the people I've been able to work with are the ones that I think are able to communicate what they want, and we try to right. get. Get their vision to happen So um, I, I agree, I'm really happy to work with Phil And um, I'm happy with the results we got And I look forward to working with him in the future On yeah. other, other songs as well Yeah, uh, very
3: happy for you guys Very happy Thanks
1: Spencer, we were just having fun and talking, that's all <laughs> I know, sorry. I know I didn't mean to make <laughs> you feel left out But you know sometimes No, like... no,
3: no, it's not about that Sometimes it's hard to cross over into the silence And then where to cut in And then people start talking. It's not easy. It's not easy doing
1: this. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Anyway, so let's talk about um, a little bit more about
4: Tony (laughs) real quick and then
1: then get in. It's all good. Really, seriously. And then we'll get into um, more of um, Phil's stuff. But, Tony, really quickly, what are you working on currently so we can cross over into everything?
0: Okay, Um what? let's see yeah i've been working Sorry. With, I've been working Sorry, with a num- a
1: num-
0: It's okay yeah. are you there yeah.
5: I've been working yeah.
0: with a number right. of artists, including um Theophobia, who's a very talented duo and uh mm-hmm. Dylan Mars Greenberg of Theophobia is a person who produces films for trauma films, so it's a very talented band I've been working with them they've they've played on public t v in Colorado for PBS. Uh, they have a new EP. Oh, nice. out. You can check out on Bandcamp. Wow. Uh, wow. The band Theophobia. It means fear of God. That's the name of the EP as well.
4: Really? And, uh, super wow. fantastic,
0: great songs. I've been working with No Valentine, who is a super talented band that has great songs. Um, I've been playing on some recordings as well. And oh, and I've been working really with like Michael Golden. Yeah. Thank you. You're yeah. Drumming? And I've been working. I've yeah. been working with. Cool. Um, Michael Golden and Bobby McAdams, who are friends of mine from the Bronx. They grew up with uh, Ace Frehley of KISS and they're they're guitar players, and I've been making some recordings with them. Fun. Uh, We're going to have um, Jimmy Coons of um, Cactus and Humble Pie guest vocal on a new song we're working on. So I've been lucky to work with some really good and talented people, and I kind of got into it from um, basically from, uh, well, I played with G.D. Ramone a number of years ago. And,
1: um, oh, nice! In Los
0: Angeles, and, and he, I played on his. You know Vera. Yes, yeah, yeah you know but Vera? at the time, I do know Vera. But at the time, he was with Barbara Zampini, and um, okay. So what happened is I played with Dee Dee Ramone in Los Angeles, and he asked me to play on his album, which was being produced by Paul Castabi. Um So I ended up. Oh, um, nice. but, So I ended up playing on that album. It's Dee Dee's last album. It's called Youth Gone Mad, featuring Dee Dee Ramone. I played on that album. Um, and then um, I basically learned how to mix and produce by watching what Paul Kostabi and other people I look up to do like mentors. So Paul um, got me into recording because I would add percussion and drums to other recordings. I played on a lot of sessions for him, including bands called the Willows. Uh, we did a Jane County. We did, did some Jane County recordings. Uh, and I could go on and on. I recorded a lot with Paul Kostabi. He turned me on to how to record, how to mix, and he's produce. He's
1: awesome. That's great.
0: And, and he's yeah. amazing, yeah. super talented guy. We just had his brother made... on last week.
1: Last yeah, week. Well, yeah I Mark. Worked,
0: I worked for Mark. Yeah. I, for, I worked for them for about 10 years at Kasabi World, so I was, wow. um, oh, wow. I was, uh, did I did not uh, know that. Wow. Yeah, Paul had me put then together you And Mark, I, with, then
1: you know. He's I know with, I know Mark special. for a number of
0: years, and um, after I played with Dee um, uh, Paul said, hey, my brother's putting together a house band for his TV show. So I helped. First, it was just me playing on the house band, playing drums, kind of like Spike Jones. Then I put a house band together, and we would play with everybody from, gosh, uh, Glenn Matlock to Randy Jones from Village People to Blue Call Cult to um, – to Cornet uh, Coleman, did you do the White Zombie?
1: Well, yeah, did you, well, you I've played with them? almost
0: everybody. I've played with almost everybody from White Zombie except Rob at this point. Yeah, um, okay. A lot of them, and uh, and Paul Paul put White Zombie together. So Paul made the band right. Youth Gone Mad. He's from Whittier, California. He made Youth Gone Mad. He made um, uh, Psychotica. He made um, uh, a number Super Numb Live Machine. He made a number of bands that. I had something to do with it at one point or another. And uh, I've oh, performed cool. with Paul in Central Park with Supernum Live Machine, with Paul and Mark oh, who's wow. performed in Central Park. So anyway, Paul helped me get into recording. And then I just kind of used my ear, and I have mentors, like great, uh, really great uh, engineers and producers like Jay Messina, Jimmy Miller, um, Brian oh, Keebio, nice. and others that give me mm-hmm. tips when I need it, and I can kind of like a brain trust to go to these people. Jimmy Miller's no longer with us, but he's produced a lot yeah, of he's famous. great Rolling Stone albums and all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've been lucky to kind of glean some knowledge from these different people. Giorgio Gomelski was another mentor. So I've been lucky to um, any information I could from these people. I didn't go to school for this. I just
1: used the idea. How Yeah. How so, many,
0: um,
4: how, how
1: different, everything's so different that he, the different people, Spencer, that he worked oh, yeah. with. Yeah. 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 You yeah. know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel the wow. same. Like I like all kinds of music and I've performed all kinds of music. As long as the song is good, I don't care what you know.
1: Right. It could be yeah, jazz, it could no. be world
0: music, it right. could be whatever. But you know, it's more or less the thing that you know, I kinda just go for the song and try to I try to uh portray it so that the first person listening they want to keep listening and you know, they they get into it, you know, that's all. Um, and yeah. I think a lot of music today You're is kind visionary. of too smooth and perfect. Like vision. Too,
6: yeah.
0: It is. And it's too smooth and it just doesn't hook you in. And I try to like leave some of that raw mm-hmm. element. And, um, you know, like Didi Ramon said he left a mistake in everything he did. And he pointed some out to me. Oh. And now that he's told me that, it's I can't not hear it. But that's not the point. Oh, he has great God. songs. And <laughs> you can have the best gear yep. in the world, the best producer, the best whatever. If you don't have a good song, mm-hmm. a good, something going on about it then people aren't going to listen there's a lot more to do than just listen to music in this world anymore you know so trying to get mm-hmm. get the people's ear so i'm I'm grateful for people like phil that trusted me you know and uh i tried to do him right by what i produced so um
1: wow I'm to work
0: with somebody talented cool. like that because i'm not the one no. you know i did play some percussion on phil's album but i didn't play on the whole thing and i I tried to play yeah. as little as I could and just get the song across, you know? Not getting right. away with it coming out. Right. You know?
1: Right. Now, did you play at any of Mark's um, famous salon parties that Spencer goes to all the time? <laughs> I never um, stand there. Uh, no, I haven't been to his um, that
0: place, but I, I was at Kasabi World for 10 he, years. That place
1: then, is supposed to be amazing, isn't it? So sure, awesome. yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, into, my, fr- my yeah. friend actually helped him get into that new place in Chelsea, so. Hopefully I'll go so by there when yeah, Tony,
3: you gotta go to the music salon and so on because Mark what he does is I don't and know if food. you know what he does, he brings he brings all these musicians together. It's like a sure. it's like a music salon I call it. And sure. just, it's just really amazing. I mean Suzanne, Suzanne Vega's there. I mean
4: yep. there's a number
3: of people in the music, but then there's all kinds of people, you know, and they just Mark has this amazing thing about, uh, and it's not about him. It's about showing other people how they are as musicians or songwriters. You know, it's great. Sure,
0: I mean he's. I've met a lot of people through working with Mark. I mean, I met all these people really because I play, end up playing with Dee Dee. Then I met Paul. I came into yeah. Mark's Mark's realm there, and he had a whole going on. I mean, for years, did tons of stuff. Mark's
1: vibes. Two, so cool. two
0: movies about about mm-hmm. him. I was in one of the movies,
1: yeah. and
0: um, oh, really? you know, uh, he, yeah. Well,
4: Which
0: this is uh, Con Artist is that movie. I'm in okay. there showing Michelle okay. Gondry. I was giving Michelle Gondry some drum lessons, and you can see me in that movie. And I, you know, I worked at Kestabi World as the archivist. You know, I would photograph all oh, the wow. paintings, really? and also wow. I would um rehearse the band. I pick pick the people to be in the band, and Mark was the piano player, and we had a bunch of other great musicians like Gas Wild and Gita Gash and other people that were in the house band Jimmy Vespa. So we had a really cool house band, and we would come in and you know we would back up like Glenn Matlock or Randy Jones at Village People or whoever. So that experience was invaluable. Getting to play that's with, great. You play with better that's people, great. you get better, you know. And um, exactly. so anyway, I've always I've always uh, been lucky to meet some cool people and. You know you Mark knows a lot of people. You know. Phil.
1: <laughs> you need to take Phil to uh-huh. one of his parties. I'm telling you. That'd
0: be great. i yeah, yeah, like love it. Tony, you're in, man.
3: Come on, you're in. You know
0: He'd be appreciated there for Oh sure. my God. Yeah. And Phil is a great have... guitar player as well, like Phil, in certain general. He's like a whole other style of music. So <laughs> Phil has, no, Phil, has, Phil has, has has a lot of different go. things he brings to the table.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'd like that. Yeah. I'd like checking that out.
1: And so, wait, Spencer didn't finish about the salon party because it's not okay. only just amazing atmosphere, but he's told me the food is just out of this world. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The
3: caters like unreal. I mean, right? Holly, he's just as a caterer. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, he just makes things uh, perfect, you know, you feel comfortable, it's good. Good food makes people feel good, right? So the music's good and yes. just experimentation, a lot of experimentation and I music, can't. you
1: know. But Spencer, the new place he moved into, can you imagine what he's going to do with that? Because you know what, Mark I has have no, such a beautiful believe me, I'll heart. take pictures
3: to send it to you, Holly. He, you know, I'll pictures oh, send you. It to you. <laughs> Mark, I wish it Mark was there.
1: like... Mark is super super special and I can't wait to see mm. what he's going to do cuz he said his brother is going to be more active and stuff there Well
0: they they're, they're and, super um, talented both of them and I yes. really feel like you should have got to know them and work with them and you know Mark is almost like the Warhol of our generation and I got to That's work in that environment for, for for 10 yes. years and he's you know he was a peer of Basquiat and a number of other people at that time uh, and he uh, he's had a couple of careers, and he he lives a lot of the time in Rome. Uh, he's well known all over the world. He's he's yeah. the, you know he did a cover for um, Guns N' Roses' Use Your Illusion, and he also did the yeah. Adios Amigos for the Ramones. So the Ramones brought us all together because I played with Dee Dee, and then this all happened. So I'm thankful Is for that all that. Is that how you met and, uh, Mark
1: and his brother?
0: Well, that through the Ramones. Well, I knew. I, I knew of them and I knew and I knew of Paul and some of the bands he was in Psychotica and other bands. Yeah. But after I played with Dee Dee, he told me Paul was producing his album. He wanted me to go to Paul and play on his album. So I did that. Oh, and wow. um, I was gonna go to Japan That's and play great. with Dee Dee but he, he passed away. But um but yeah. um I, Paul was starting a label at the time and I ended up playing with a number of people on a lot of his recordings for all kinds of people. It would take a long time, a whole show just to talk mm-hmm. about that. But Paul got me into recording. So he's definitely a helpful mentor. He he, he uh, gave me a recording program, showed me how to use it, showed me how he mics things, whatnot. And I just, along the way, picked up tips from him and other people who are, I consider great. And what I like, what I hear when I hear the recordings. No. And uh, D.D. Totally. remote could have recorded with anyone. He was recording with him. So, I said, okay, it's got to be great. So, And we had a band together called Super Num Live Machine. And I actually, listen, today is the 10th anniversary of the, the death of Bill O'Coin. And Bill today. O'Coin was one of my mentors. Bill O'Coin mm. was a guy from Air Massachusetts. He had a TV show in New York called, called Flipside that had John Lennon and the Raspberries and showed the inner workings of the studio. He wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. a band manager at that point, but he was kind of like Dick Clark of New York at the time. And um, he was from Massachusetts. He discovered a band called Kiss playing in a diplomat hotel in Times Square. And oh, he managed them to fortune and fame. He also managed a number of other bands, including Piper with Billy Squire, John Waite, Billy Idol. And he made a lot of people famous and made a lot of money for a lot of people, mm-hmm. including himself. He was a really intuitive guy. He went with his gut instinct. He was a, he was a ruthless businessman and he, he, uh, gave me a lot of instilled in me a lot of ideas and ideals that carry on to this day. And, um, okay. So over the years I've been friends with Bill since I was a kid when he managed kiss. And, um, so, uh, I finally had a band he came to see a few of my bands that I played in such as Mad Juana and some of the other bands. He didn't really know what to do with them, but I had a band at one point called super numb live machine with Paul Kastabi and Vincent Kendall We were signed to a label called M2 in Russia. We were in Russian Rolling Stone. We had one album. We played one show ever, which was in Central Park in the band shell. And Bill, I went to have a meeting with him when he had a a coin global uh, in recent years. And he wanted to, he come into some money again. He wanted to manage our band. Unfortunately, Paul Kostabi's parents got sick and both passed away. And then Bill passed away. But just Mm -hmm. the fact that he, Really loved the band and wanted to manage us was really heartening to me and uh, a lot of things he he taught me and he always gave me great advice uh, he was definitely a mentor as well Bill Ackroyd so cheers to him he was uh, a big influence on today, me in a lot huh? of ways and uh, today well, is ten years ago he passed away. Big you know? cheers everyone on the
1: air here come on Spencer yeah,
0: absolutely. come on Phil cheers mm-hmm. yeah, cheers yeah cheers. <laughs> Um, yeah and, uh, i know so, so the the thing is like uh, like you said um we have a connection me and phil and work together well and i hope that's going to continue and um
4: awesome.
0: i wish him all the success in the world the industry is really changing and i'd like to say that phil during all this has really carried on with uh-huh. a lot of these concerts from you know basically his living room oh and, yeah and uh, and he's played oh. through a number of portals he's played through some Uh, You know been part of some festivals During all this we managed to get the song Lonely Street of Love and The video out so he's one Of the most active people during this Whole thing that I know of and
1: uh, He's really
0: been hustling it and working it And um, you know all the best To him and continued success
1: Well we should call We should have I should have you call In because I'm going to try to I'm trying to get him on the air Because I know a couple people he played with so oh, when great. I do a show with him and Spencer, um, you know, it'll be cool. Yeah. So Absolutely. You, We should invite him, Spencer, to call in because when we have, that's going to be a really fun show. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Very, very cool. Um. So what I want to know is, Tony, how did you meet Phil? How did you two meet? Good
0: question. Uh, how, how we met yeah. most recently I, I was aware of his band Certain General I'd seen him play But like I said We had the um, The Legends of New York Rock show for, um, to, to celebrate Our book New York Rock And he's one of the bands In one of the bands That performed at it Which was Certain General So I got closer to him then And we have a mutual friend And uh, we'd see each other From time to time And talk about music And at one point He asked me to produce the album and i was kind of surprised and like okay wow all right um great all right so we just i said look send me what you've got and then i'll go hear you play these songs and i'll go when you you know record and help you get people involved and that the album was um acoustic it wasn't any electric guitars it was acoustic you still then. on acoustic Hold guitars on. and um him playing harmonica had another harmonica player, a background vocalist and an accordion and that's it. And I played the percussion. So it was, it was very different. stripped oh, down. Wow. Very yeah. stripped down but great mm. and it helped reveal the song and it wasn't cluttered. So as long as we got good songs and good taste, it wasn't that hard to put it together and uh everybody that participated was super professional and made the best of it. So we been very lucky. Been very lucky. And that's, that's so cool. Yeah. Welcome
1: back, Spencer. We lost Spencer again yeah, yeah.
5: for a minute there. Oh, Phil, you're here too, right? Today. I'm here
1: too. Know.
5: I'm here too. All right, Phil. Yeah. What, and Phil, Phil so is the guy Spencer, who
1: gets up there and
0: works the, it. He he plays all the uh-huh. time, so it's great to have him when he can play in public and when he can play on the Internet and promote. Yeah, and he's yeah. just really, um, really focused and always has some new good songs, you know, coming down the pike. So. Look forward to the next one. Yeah,
1: so so for Phil, this latest release is really cool. I love the artwork on it. Um, it's, it's done very well. Um, and oh I yeah, love, Holly. I, love I love wanted to add something. What about the yeah. bottles, Phil?
3: What about the bottles on the cover?
1: On the back. Yeah, exactly.
5: Oh yeah, that was uh, that's the work of a of a visual artist that Tony and I know uh nice. Raiku I believe is her name Raikou. Yeah
0: Ray uh, uh, Rayco re, re, Laufer yeah we um
5: Raiko Laufer did... yeah she uh she had an exhibit at the oh, Art really? wow. Avenue A Gallery and I happened to wow. uh we had an event there uh a video release party oh, and great. uh that was the first time I had seen them and, and I was captivated by them. They're I cool. was kind of like the yeah uh, yeah very cool p- cool yeah they're kind of like uh nineteenth century potion bottles you know <laughs> right. like mm-hmm. uh, patent medicine the yeah, and uh so
4: bottle yeah exactly
5: yeah. and uh so you know i uh i worked out some with her and was able to to use the images <laughs> i use them in my videos too i oh, i, I cool. made full That's use good. of them they're all yep. over the place yep they you got to do that
0: yeah it's like phil has is an artist as well a graphic artist and he's a conceptual artist and he brings a lot and kind of That's focuses on the image, which is cool. Yep. And I, yeah, like, they, like, you know, Spencer. And, yep. um, so you, you, you recognize the detail work on things. And what happened is, um, there's a great, there was a great forum we had at the art on a gallery in Wendigo, which was owned oh, by wow. Wendy Scripps. that was on art on a, that was art on a gallery. And, oh. um, and she allowed us to have a lot of events there. Like we had book events and we had, we had events there for New York rock. We had an art show with,
4: Oh, that's art by like Chris
0: Stein and all kinds of people and Walter Steding and people performed and we had art for wow. sale which we sold wow. some of and we had multimedia events for all these books we did because we these people are artists in more than one way as is Phil and so Wendy Scripps gave us the use of the gallery for a video premiere for, for uh, Wandering Stars which is a great song off the um, it's all real good album so we mm-hmm. had a video screening there oh, that's and great. Uh, people performed in the gallery. And among the art that was on the wall at the time was this these art pieces by Reiko Lauper that ended up being part of all this. So it's really cool that it all kind of tied together. And unfortunately, the art in a gallery has closed, but uh, Wendigo keeps going on by promoting concerts and and, and other things. And uh, went supportive to local artists for years and helped a lot of bands out. And uh, can all oh, that's testify to nice. that. So she definitely helped us out a number of times, and my hat's off oh, that's, to Wendy Scripps.
4: That's so And cool. people at the
0: Art on A Gallery were supportive and helped us all make it happen. So very cool. Wow. Very cool. So
1: very cool. I know Spencer, and I want to know what Phil's working on right now, besides he wanting yeah, to do yeah. another remake of Lonely Street of Love. Yeah.
5: Um. I, just had, I just had that idea <laughs> today, talking to you. I
1: know. Oh, that Great. was cool.
5: That's
0: good. Why not? Good. <laughs> why not? Why <laughs> not?
5: Well, you know, I'm uh I'm always writing songs and uh working up new ideas and, and since uh the uh, public health uh lockdown I've I've been doing a whole lot of these uh live streaming events. I'm doing one tomorrow. And right.
1: um Oh really? Yeah.
5: I was doing them weekly for a while. I've kind of backed off a little bit.
1: Why you, but, well, uh, why don't you tell well, us Rock where they found? What time well, you, yeah, you can just go to my – my.
5: It, it will be at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern okay. time, mm-hmm. uh, Saturday, uh, okay. the 27th of June. Good. And um, it's going to be a little bit different show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could just go to my Facebook, Facebook page. Good. Yeah, i easy okay. to find.
1: Let's give yeah. that out.
5: And, uh, so, yep. yeah, tomorrow's show is going to be a Facebook. little different. Uh, it's, you know – Facebook dot com slash Phil dot Okay. Yeah.
1: And it's G A M M A G E. I just right. spelled your last yeah. name. Sorry.
5: That's right. Yeah.
0: That's yeah, his shows are always entertaining on the web. He uh, gives good sound. He he's engaging, and uh, he's been doing it during all this lockdown. So he's pretty comfortable. With, That's
1: great. With doing
0: this, and the camera just kind of fades away, and he just does it. And it's like seeing him at a venue. So. It's actually cool. Oh, some wow. people are so experimenting with this because he's been doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Six o'clock tomorrow? Yep. yep. Tomorrow, On Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything
5: else?
1: Yeah. Spencer and I want to know because Spencer yep. loves well, to promote it. Well, um,
5: you know, new stuff's always coming up. Uh, I've had some inquiries about performing live in a few weeks and okay. a few months. I uh, don't really have any definite. As you know, things are very much in a state of flux. Uh, But I believe live live music's on the way back. But when and how long uh, and where exactly is up in the air. But uh, it's definitely coming back.
1: I want to tell you something funny really quick. I don't mean to interrupt you, but this is really important. You know how people are doing concerts in Europe right now because a lot of them have been canceled. They're doing the drive-in on the stage with people tuning in on the radio or listen through the old speaker.
0: <laughs> well it's funny you say here. that because um Interesting. tomorrow I'm supposed to be I work with a band called Almost Queen and I'm supposed to be at their show tomorrow in point lookout, uh Long Island for a drive in concert. So we'll see how this all goes. Yeah. Right.
1: Starting to hit it's starting to hit the USA now. But Phil, I'm sorry, um, yes. I didn't mean to interrupt you. So you're talking, you were talking about music and how you thought it might, you weren't sure where where it was going. But um, you're talking yeah, about no, it's, what it's inter- you were doing,
5: right? Well, it's interesting to hear about what's going on in Europe. I I had heard a, a thing or two about that as well. Uh, with the warm weather, I think there'll be some outdoor events, music events.
4: Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm.
5: after that, I'm really not sure. In the meantime, we're uh, fortunate to have these live streaming events, uh, not only have I been doing them, but a lot of people have been doing them. Yeah, a lot of They're musicians very well on suited.
3: Yeah, a lot of
5: musicians have doing for it. For a songwriter, I, I can kind of put on a one-person performance. Right. Um, some musicians can't. So it happens to be well-suited for me. Yeah, that's good.
1: I've seen good. some amazing ones on, the, on, on, on this live stream on Instagram. I haven't seen any on Facebook except what you... Told me about Spence with Rory Block
3: Yeah, there's, there's Rory, but there's a lot of others also. How there's other musicians doing it on Facebook. Yeah, I, it comes I out called, every yeah, periodically. I, I
1: but Instagram is great. I mean, Instagram is on. another one. Instagram is yeah. great. Yeah. Hal, you know.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm
1: absolutely.
3: sorry. What were you
1: saying, Phil? Yeah. Listen well, just just to, to add to that,
5: uh, <laughs> it's it the live streaming uh, on on YouTube as well, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and then there's some, uh, like specialized websites that, that, uh, promote and stream their own events, oh, uh, where that oh, will all like go live after free... live music. Yes.
1: Live
5: yeah.
1: free music? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Stuff like
5: that. And, uh, okay. we'll just have to see where it goes. I mean, it's all about technology. It's all about the health of the world and ultimately all right. it's all about the art. And I think everyone kind of has to find their, their place in it, but, uh, Definitely. During the last few weeks and, and few months, uh, it's been great to have uh, an outlet to keep performing and, and you know make a little money here and there too. I won't I won't lie and say that doesn't happen. People can be very generous and uh, tip the great. musicians. So yeah, great. Well, speaking of oh, speaking of awesome.
0: generous, speaking of generous and the health and everything, I uh, I've been uh, friends with I was friends with Mark Boland and still friends with his family. Mark Boland from T Rex. And, uh, you know, um, his family, uh, we've helped put together the Mark Boland School of Music and Film in Sierra Leone, West Africa. And uh, Gloria Jones uh, herself lives there and, you know, works with all these people and helps organize all this. And, um, uh, you know, this this pandemic is worldwide. And, uh, you know, um, Sierra Leone was ravaged by all kinds of things. Revolution and and, uh, Ebola and a number of health things but the school I'm really proud of them because it's a music and film school and the school has produced a number of informational videos about the virus you know warning people and telling them you know to take care of their health and it's been very helpful they've been doing pretty good there and uh, I'm really proud of all these kids and um, uh, we were able to uh, raise a lot of money for Mark Boland School of Music and Film uh, you can go to their site dot and donate through paypal and um anything much appreciated because right. Um, right. this is a small area of the world it's, it's you know a lot of people don't get you know to go there or know about it but uh these people have the opportunity now to learn what part, of, what part learn. of
1: africa tony west again? africa
0: sierra leone it's in McKinney, sierra leone right west africa. i know ex- yeah
1: and okay.
0: um and uh, gloria jones lives there herself at the school. And, uh, they have some great instructors and they they open these people's Mm -hmm. minds where before they were maybe just going to have some other type of life. At least they open their mind to art and music and, um, possibilities of film and, uh, creativity, which is really beautiful to have. in you know, a place that's been oppressed and divided and whatnot. And the kids have their own say, and, uh, you can't fool the children of the revolution, like T-Rex songs. And, um, Look, check out Mark Boland School of Music and Film and see for yourself what these kids are doing. It's beautiful. And yep. uh, also another yep. thing is there's a, there's a um, tribute album coming out to BMG called Angel Headed Hipster. Uh, Mark Boland tribute with a number of people, Nick Cave, uh, U2, Elton John, uh, Kesha, all kinds of people. And uh, Roland Boland worked with these people. Uh, and to get it right. And Hal Wilner, who just passed away, the producer, Mark Garcelli, engineer. All these people are super talented. We mm-hmm. get a great tribute for Mark out there. So you know, because of this uh, pandemic, you know, uh, T-Rex was supposed to be inducted into Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but they haven't been able to have the ceremony yet. So like Phil said, we'll have to see what happens in the future and where it goes because uh, things are going to change and they're going to have to adapt and uh, find other ways to monetize and publicize things. So right, anyway,
3: right, right, right. You
0: know, it's cool to be involved with this school that's growing so much and uh, from a dream like become like a real thing. It's really cool.
3: Sounds
1: great. Have you, um, have you gone over there and been part of the school and participated have, in any of the I, things they're doing?
0: What I've participated in is getting a number of items, from celebrities and rock stars and having that sold Uh auction to fund some of this stuff. And uh, I was supposed to, I was supposed to go there one time and I actually had a health problem where I couldn't, couldn't do it because you have to get inoculated and uh, you can't just go there. You know, there's so much going on, but I will go and uh, proud to be part of this. And uh, Gloria Jones, who wrote, you know, a hundred, over a hundred hit songs for Motown was in T-Rex was in hair you know, amazing, super talented mm-hmm. person. What they were to do was, you know, Painted Love, uh, you know, sang on so many hit records and she's right there working with these kids, it's beautiful. And uh, they've been feeding people there now and uh it's a great thing, so please support the Mark Bowling School of Music yeah. some, so Mark Bowling School oh, no, Music. That... Um those yeah. people That's are like so family cool. to me, like you know, Mark Bowling, uh family, Mark, uh Gloria Jones and uh Roland Bowling are they're like family to me. They're beautiful people. Mm-hmm. um you know that's they put their great. put heart and things. Beautiful.
1: Well, you know, Africa and and Spencer knows about me. Um, Africa is just such a special place to me because I spent a lot yeah. of time there in Kenya, different areas. I went over digging wells for people. Believe it or not, bring water that's, that's to their little to town. Is fantastic.
0: These yeah, people once to support them. They sent me handmade, sent beautiful me. drums. Mm-hmm. They sent me beautiful handmade drums. that sound incredible. Yeah. Right. Such right. amazing people and giving and loving people and musical and just even how they speak is musical. Forget it. Like, you know, I'm trying and sending some lessons to uh, some of these kids. I give them drumsticks, sticks, whatever. They love drums. music. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's uh, pretty humbling to try and teach some of these people because yeah. they're already spirited. They already have their own thing. They're cool, you know. They have their own thing. hmm and it's not always commercial. it comes from a different place. So um, it's nice to be able to share any knowledge, and people have been generous and shared their knowledge with me, so I kind of just gave it back to some of these people, you know,
1: so. Talented. Yeah, it's very crazy.: good. Yeah, you're right. absolutely.: well, well Phil, have you are you involved in any, any um, nonprofits or any type of events or anything giving back besides writing this great music during the pandemic? <laughs>
5: Well, uh, I wouldn't call it a nonprofit, but I did co-produce a music series in New York called Bluescraft that oh, cool. uh, put okay. most of the shows on in, in Harlem. Oh wow! And it was uh, once or twice a month, and uh, mostly local players. Though we did have some some touring musicians from California and Texas. Uh-huh. Uh Unfortunately, that's on that's on a hiatus but uh yeah, i think we'll get that revved so up again
4: right
5: and uh so. you know we had some really quality quality performers and uh just trying to keep the music alive in new york city uh give artists uh a venue to uh to do their thing and for so long i had been just a performer so it was interesting changing hats and i i've learned a lot uh now as a performer if if a if a booker doesn't want to book me i don't get pissed off at him anymore like I used to because I've been on the other side now and I, I know there are a whole lot of circumstances oh yeah are, you know there's just more to it than meets the eye and uh it's not fair to to judge people like that so All it's right. taught me a lot more tolerance and understanding and kind of get an idea of the big picture with with the whole uh, club scene and concert uh booking thing
0: also, it's a small community, wow. and it comes back around, and eventually these people do come around and call you up too.
5: That's so. right. Absolutely. You, know, you might run yeah. into them two years later in a different context, and uh, it's good to make friends. You know, it's good to, yeah. uh,
4: oh, to get along man. with
5: everybody. Yeah, really, yeah. yeah. All you have is the community,
0: well, and the more you involve it, the
5: better. Like I said,
0: I knew Phil from a different, not walk of life, but a different musical style, and then help him do these other music projects is really, you know, rewarding and cool, but it, you know, years ago I wouldn't have pictured that's what was going to happen, but okay, you know, great. It presents itself and you just kind of go with it and all right, here's a song and uh, how can we portray it to others? So they're going to listen, you know, there's a lot of things now in life like people can be on a computer, they can watch a movie, they can play video game. you know, before, you know, we barely had three TV stations if they even came in. AM radio
1: oh my God, and magazines. Yeah.
0: You know, so it's a different world now with right. technology. We've used the technology to our benefit to be able to produce something during this time when we couldn't even be together to make it happen. So that's really cool.
5: Yeah, I'm still amazed mm. Tony and I were able to get, uh, get Lonely Street of Love finished, uh, get the video made, get it premiered on Stereo Ember's website. And this all happened like Within three weeks, it seemed. That's right. Um, that's right. And, it's, and it's, you know, it's a really yeah. high quality, I feel. Uh, every, everyone stepped up. But it just shows you sometimes things turn out well. I mean, sometimes it's easy. It's not always a struggle to, to make yeah. art and and to present it to the public. Every now and then something will fall in place, and, and that's what happened with uh, Lonely Street of Love. Agreed. Yeah, very oh, cool.
0: Wow. Very cool. Very happy with the way it came out, and, Wow. All the stuff we did together, very very cool projects.
5: I've been a fan so of have... film noir for a while, so that's what I used in the video.
3: Oh yeah. Oh, that's what I like. It's my favorite. Yeah. It's My favorite
0: film noir. That. Something with style people remember is it's great because there's there's a lot out there, and uh, you know when you're not a teenager, you're trying to still sell the song and have it a cool look and image, and some people remember so. You know, that's really, you know, hats off because uh, a lot of competition out there. Very cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yep. You know, I wanted to ask you, Tony, about your radio show, um, the one show that you do called The Leaf. Where does that air?
0: Oh, okay. Well, that The Leaf, like I said, is part of the art of the interview series. And that airs right. on Stitcher, Podbean, iTunes. There's a number of platforms. And uh, you can look on my, my Facebook page or um, Stephen Blush's Facebook page. We're always promoting that when there's new ones. The, mo- the next one coming up is going to be, a vin- like I said, a vintage interview with uh, – well, uh, Rock 101 from The Vault will be a um, vintage interview with Degeneration from the early 90s. Uh, the next episode of The Leaf – the first episode of The Leaf had a really cool inter- vintage interview with Robert Plant. Uh, we had Chips Enough from Enough's Enough as a guest. Um, we had a Harvard doctor who had done studies on um, vaping and found, you know, uh-huh. there's, like, there's oil, petroleum products in vapes, you know. So they don't even know what's in it, you know. It's basically, uh, the Leaf has a number, of looks, uh, a number of ways to look at marijuana, and it's not like a head shop, Cheech and Chong kind of show, but it is a show that talks about, marijuana series. How, how it's how it's coming mm-hmm. into society today. It's it's still like divided mm-hmm. in the country, you know. Some states it's legal, some states it's not. It's super weird. And uh this you know, this country is like a bunch of little countries instead of the United States. So uh everyone has their political and moral and religious and whatever views. But um I hear you know,
1: it uh, every day. You know yeah, where I live, and, right? Know, it's, I love yeah, Sonoma. And
0: just, yeah, and it, <laughs> it right. And it just gets tiring all this stuff. You know, it's one world. Give me a break with all this division. With, with music we're trying yeah. to unite people and uh you know, uh they can they can um prop up uh, brand new medicine every day gets rushed through that next year they're suing people over because it's poison. But people want to smoke yeah. weed and uh they have for many years and they've always wanted to criminalize it and you know, whatever. Uh, but some states some states it's legal, some states it's not. And uh, Stephen Blush worked for High Times. Um, you know, Laura Sativa has been called one of the most important women in, in cannabis culture. Um, so all, all this stuff adds up to people who know what they're talking about, and we kind of,
4: mm-hmm. on
0: that show, trying to get into that and explore different avenues of marijuana in culture and society. You know, the pros and cons. So, um, you know, cool. we're trying to, yeah, try to discuss that. And uh, Stephen Blush is another mentor for me. Um, he wrote American Hardcore. It was made into a film uh, that sold to Sony Picture Classics. Um, I've worked on a number of projects with him in the fall. He has a book coming out called Bustin' Balls, World Team Tennis, 74 to 78, which is the history of that sport. It was a league started by Billie Jean King and her husband. Um, uh, Larry King at the time in 1974, it was tennis, Americanized kind of um, tennis trying to be made into a mass culture, you know, popularity sport with co-ed teams, um, transgender members, and all this interracial play in like 1974. This is a sport that was ahead of its time, and uh, you know, Stephen wrote a number of books, American Hair Metal. 45 dangerous minds. He had, uh, he had seconds magazine way back. He worked for interview paper and, um, we made a documentary called lost Brockers. It still hasn't seen the light of day. It did air at Lincoln center film fest, but, uh, because of our uh, music rights, it's, um, extremely exorbitantly expensive to clear rights for even the most obscure songs. Sometimes now uh-huh. we're trying to preserve the memories of these people in the meantime, uh, we came out with a book called Lost Rockers, came out through Powerhouse, distributed by Random House. And, uh, you know, I helped Stephen when he redid the um, – Stephen Blush, when he redid the reboot uh, 10-year anniversary of American Hardcore, um, I helped him do a uh, promotional tour across the country, and we had a lot of panel discussions involving the community again. That's the only way to do these kind of things. And bringing out some of the players that, you know, played in the local – hardcore bands and some of the more you know international internationally known ones but some of the local ones too they're a part of it and uh then he um we did the new york rock book and we did tours for that so um uh, i kind of helped as an editorial um contributor on new york rock and did a bunch of the interviews and transcribed some of the interviews so you know he got me in the door as an off and uh, Interview person, you know, and just kind of educate yourself about someone and um, try to ask the best questions you can. And let's uh, see you know, wow. what you guys do too. So it's been quite lucky to know people too, like that. You know,
4: huh, yeah,
0: that's what you do, and Spencer. that's what we all yeah. do. In which we're trying to build a community. <laughs> we're trying to build a community Spencer. because Spencer. people can't. if <laughs> you know, If people are supportive <laughs> in their community, you can go far. But when people are kind of insecure and backstabbing yeah. and whatnot goes nowhere so we've always been inclusive and trying to include as many people we had book signings for New York Rock and people would come get the book signed only to realize they're mentioned in the book and be shocked because they thought just Joey Ramone or Debbie Harry or somebody would be in the book well I was like you're part of the scene actually you know it's everybody that makes a groundswell in popularity and that's what you know culture you know we're interested in the culture not just to making the money you know it'd be right. great to make some bucks and everyone's you know all for that but you know the culture is how we grow things and sometimes the most subculture things becomes popular you know you know i used to play with G. G. allen when i was a teenager people still know about him today you know so sometimes the counterculture becomes mainstream and gets used in a in a um, commercial way that you, you'd be surprised and right. um Right. So, you know, you just do things from the heart and hopefully it speaks to someone and they can connect with it. Right. No,
1: totally. I think that I think that that is just is so profound a lot of what you talked about and um you know, I I totally want to invite you back on when we have um a couple other shows that are gonna be coming back on and right. Phil I'd are you still to. there? Phil?
2: I'm here.
5: I've been listening and enjoying
1: there. it. <laughs> Phil, um, you know, before we go um, I and end our show, I'd like to ask you where our listeners could pick up your uh, CD and right. also uh, a little bit about the different tracks that are on here besides just the one that we heard.
5: Okay. Uh, I, I generally send people over. To Bandcamp. okay um it's a more of an artist friendly uh online vendor though mm-hmm. uh, a lot of my music is available at the usual places like itunes and amazon and so forth okay. so yeah i would say come over to uh band camp Bandcamp. Okay. uh you can you can okay. download the songs or uh You can buy a a hand-signed CD, personally signed by yours truly, that uh, will go straight to you. Yeah. Uh, As far as the tracks go, um, just to kind of give a quick rundown of of the project, it originally was only going to be three or four new songs that I had written when I Mm -hmm. first started having conversations with Tony. And we always always uh, envisioned it being a minimalist and uh, using using some of the recordings of Johnny Cash that he did uh, in the 1990s mm-hmm. where it was just him and guitar. And really, like, as Tony said, let the songs speak for themselves. And right. uh, eventually it ended up being nine songs as I wrote a whole whole bunch uh, as once I kind of got into the, the project. So... Um, you know, the title track, uh, It's All Real Good, uh, that's that's a basic kind of bluesy song, uh, Pattern the lyrics a bit uh, off of, uh, you know, kind of a Lou Reed type of thing. Um, oh, nice, okay. Yeah, one of the songs that uh, Kenny Margolis plays accordion on is a track called Hellcat Maggie, which is actually a, a tribute to the uh, 18th, 100 uh new york city folklore legend she uh lived in the five points was a, a very infamous woman very rough uh oh, wow. you didn't want to mess with her uh she's mm-hmm. actually featured briefly in uh that film gangs in new york scorsese's film she's she's oh, in it cool. uh her character is in it and uh gee after that um a few of the songs I had uh, been playing with my band and then, uh, the rest of my, I I just was playing, uh, acoustic. I kind of, kind of have a concurrent thing going with playing with uh, a band and, and then also doing these solo shows, you know, right now, obviously it's just the solo shows, but I look forward to, to working with other musicians once, uh, everything changes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that Mm kind of tells you where it's at. Uh, Let's see, uh what was another song? Uh, Let Love Begin. Uh that's kind of a happy tune, uh about falling in love. Uh you know, I I kinda have a ongoing infatuation with moody minor key songs. So I always try uh-huh. to write something that's kinda of happy and a beat. Another one like that is uh Dancing on Top of the World, which was a song that uh, really is a tribute to to the uh, New York City swing scene of the late 90s, of which I was involved a little bit. I used to play uh, at the Windows on the World, at the World Trade Center. <laughs> and uh, they had, you know, quite excuse a scene Excuse me one there. minute, uh, Phil.
1: Hold yeah, on, excuse sure. me. Who is laughing in the background? <laughs> Somebody's having a party. I want to be there. Wow. Okay, <laughs> carry on, Phil.
5: Yeah. Well, anyway, that's that's what that song's about. So, um but uh all my uh music most of it is available at Bandcamp.
1: Uh-huh. And, that's uh, cool. I have some
5: videos up there too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's great. Well, you know what? I I highly recommend this. It's really cool. Don't you think, Spencer?
3: Oh, beautiful album. Beautiful. Like must buy. Yeah. Must buy. It, and I wanna ask
1: Spencer before before we end our show, Spencer, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and um about why this show is special so special to you because music is yeah. a, a part of both of our lives. But Spencer's got, you know, some really cool stuff that he's done. So Spencer, Please. go for it. That's Thank you. Um,
3: well, Judith and I are first Bless of all you. in the Rock ro- we're in the Rock and, and Roll Hall of Fame. We've designed for very famous <laughs> yep. musicians and things like that. Uh, um, what I wanted mm-hmm. to say though is more important. We've got two <laughs> interviews so. coming up. Um, yeah. One with Making Vinyl event series. But Judith and I are going to be interviewed in August. And CBS a CBS radio station is interviewing us on a webinar interview in uh, July, and then uh, a filmmaker just approached us to do an interview on us again. So a lot of things have been going on in our life that are active, which is very cool. When I get the dates, I'll tell you, you know, but um, uh, Tony's been in my life for a while, and we're planning on doing a big vinyl show in New York, which got stopped, of course, because of what's been going on, but... Hopefully in 2021 we're going to have this very big vinyl show. Right now we have about five major music people involved, and we had to stop, um, but we're going to continue. But Tony's involved. I know Tony for oh God. I don't yeah. know. He's a one, just a great person, and uh, and uh, that's why we have him on. You know, and you know Holly, you love him too. So. Oh, no, I
1: do. I just want to be part of the party. Whatever everyone's laughing about, <laughs> I'm laughing, too. Okay? And you are
3: you are, you
1: are. part of the party. This is This is really fun. This is great. Yep.
3: Yep. This yep.
1: Thank a you so great much. Uh... No, this has been so fun on a Friday afternoon to do yep. this. And I know it's Friday dinner time for you guys. Um what were you gonna say, yeah. Phil? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you uh, off. I just
5: wanna thank you, Holly, Spencer and Tony for having oh. me on. I appreciate oh. the support. It's nice. Of you, Great Phil. Great, Phil.
1: We love you, Phil. We're gonna I'm gonna play your song again, Lonely Street of Love, because the Why song that I did get. For yeah. some reason okay. it didn't work out. Right
0: on. That's okay. okay. Well nice. you can go to you can go to band camp as well to hear songs by like Theophobia and you know, support Support artists. They need it. We don't have money for the arts in this country. you got to support these artists. And, uh, yeah. you know, if you yeah. go out and buy a drink, like buy a CD or buy the you know download, it really goes a long way and helps these people keep doing art. All well, right. It's not going to happen, you know. Right. And so I'm yeah. um, sorry, at the beginning of the show, I was a little um, flustered because I found out a today a friend of mine passed away that used to work for our band so I was a little bit oh
3: my god sorry, out of it. I'm sorry oh, isn't but uh, uh
0: but it, sorry. yeah any, anyway besides Bill coin which was ten yeah. years ago but a guy who used to work for our band uh years ago when I was a kid uh David bogue he was like in the road Sorry. band I played in uh flying sixty nine and so he used to wow. be a good friend and found out he you know passed away but but um I would like to say Lonely street of love is it's not on it's all To make it clear, Lonely Street of Love is not included on It's All Real Good. It's a song that we produced during the pandemic. And if you watch the video on uh, YouTube, you'll find everyone that participated in it. You know, um, it was engineered by Roger Stoltz, who was the original drummer on it. Um, Of course, Phil and Phil wrote the song. Uh, Joe Neves was on guitar and voice, the the Spanish uh, segment and the other backing vocals. Laura Sativa on bass. Mark Jeffrey uh, uh Mikulich is another guitar player. Dave Mullen played the beautiful facts on it, amazing facts. Wow. Uh, I played the drums on it. So if you go on wow. you go on YouTube and see the video, it's great as everyone who Sorry, I had a little bit of a uh, excellent bit of a block when you asked me earlier. something else totally, I'm sorry. But anyway, they beautiful people playing great music, it's easy to make it sound good and uh great to work with phil and all great. these people and make make good music for people to enjoy and get us through a yeah. uh,
4: cool. very strange
0: cool. time and uh-huh. music brings us together it doesn't divide us so we need to you know stick together and get through this and get on with our lives already you know right
5: absolutely right. absolutely yeah. yeah
1: so i so want to say thanks again for having end? us on oh no we yeah, love it was our it. pleasure man
0: appreciate um, it you guys are amazing and uh Almost every day, I learn more amazing stuff Spencer has worked on. So he's quite a (laughs) humble guy, and uh, done work for John Lennon, done work for Joan Jett, done work for this one and that one. (laughs) Check out Spencer Drake, and you'll see some amazing stuff he's he's, uh, produced over the years, and helped promote artists so that he, you know, he notices the detail on Phil's album cover and speaks about it because that's what he does. That's what he does.
3: Thank you, Tony. Very Very nice. Very
0: cool. Thanks again, Spencer. Oh, Always. love you,
3: man. You, love
0: you, man. Thank you. Love you, too. Everyone, hang in there. <laughs>
1: yep. Well, we're glad that I'm glad that you were here, able to be here today. And I'm Thank really so glad much. that Me Phil too. was able to join us. Yeah. Great. My pleasure. It really was
5: My pleasure. Yeah, guys. Special See soon. having you. Take care, guys. See you again soon, I hope. Take okay. right. bye I'm going to go care. ahead
1: and play that song. And uh it's Friday, guys.
3: Hey. Hello. All right. I, think,
1: I think we lost Phil. Did Phil hang out?
0: I think he said he signed off.
1: Oh okay. going to listen
0: to the phone. Yeah. <laughs>
1: no, yeah. And I wanted to say I have a, I have a thing here. Hold on a minute now, Tony, okay? It's Friday. Okay. I to <laughs> say something. I'm here. I have a thing, Spencer knows. It's Friday. Don't drink and drive. Don't be stupid. And yeah. Um, right, well
0: I'm not I'm not driving, so I'll i I'll drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> drink okay. To that.
5: All
1: right. <laughs> Um, just as long as you don't drink and drive, I just say that. Yeah, well I, I do, mean not do when that. I say it. I don't do that. Okay, and I then I that. wanna say and then I wanna say to everyone that's out there, you know, um that I hope that they have a wonderful weekend. Be safe, be aware of your surroundings at all times and um We're amazed also what was it? Oh wait, I got it. Y'all come back now you hear. Right. Get that right. Who's your next?
6: Yeah. <laughs>
2: I We all must travel in our own unique and distinct ways. Or am I but a doomed spirit destined to repeat forevermore this walk of solitude?